What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. It's your boy, It Right, your host of Michigan State of Mind. Thank you guys so much for listening in. I really appreciate it. Uh, I dropped a video the other day. Uh, not the other day. It was like last night. And uh, had the all-decade Big Ten shot chuckers. And uh, I don't think Purdue basketball liked it all that much. They... Uh, Ended up blocking me, which kind of messed up. So they're the second Big Ten school to block me. Uh, awesome. So Michigan State's basketball <laughs> has blocked me, and now Purdue's has blocked me. And I think they're both because of videos. Honestly, I think it's the shot chucker stuff from uh, from Carson Edwards, and I think I'm I'm like ninety. 9.99999% sure Michigan State's was because of the uh, Foster Lawyer One Shining Moment video that I dropped. Um, so it seems like videos are like making people really upset. So who is the next school? So, okay, so Purdue's blocked me. Michigan State's blocked me. Michigan follows me. So there's really like 11 more schools out there. Uh, who needs to get the next video to, <laughs> to block me? <laughs> it's all in, it's all in good fun, man. Like, you know, like nothing I do is trying to be super slanderous. It's all, it's all entertainment. And I, I'm not very good at putting pen to paper because my, my thoughts just don't translate very well. Like you'll, like you can follow what I'm writing, but I can't express it the way that I want to. You know, that's why guys are, you know, you know, that's why I give all the props to, you know, some of the top writers in the business because they can really convey through words what they're really expressing. I can't do that. So that's why I like these, these videos because they really express how I'm truly feeling. Um, but yeah, let me know which school <laughs> I should make, uh, make a video about next um and then joe milton came out with some content i love joe milton content um and you know he comes out i mean it's it's all for show you know i get that you guys know that but it's like like it just it just gets you going you know and you know being able to you know see him work and then he's always 
you know, dropping a tweet with like, you know, like either like, let's get it or like, give me a chance. Like, I love that, man. I love it. I love it. Whether, you know, you're, you're, you know, on quote unquote team McCaffrey or whatever. For me, like, you know, just put out whoever's going to, you know, give Michigan the, the best chance at accomplishing, um, you know, what they deserve and earn. You know what I mean? Um, you know, put the guy out there that is going to um, push Michigan's ceiling of success to the highest. I don't want the ceiling to be 10 wins. I'm sorry. The ceiling should be a national championship. I don't really care about the floor. Honestly, like, like I do not care about the floor. Like, gotta gotta break ten wins, dude. Break ten wins. Put whatever QB you want out there. Um, but just put the one that's gonna really maximize Michigan's ceiling. Um, I said that guards would be out by today, but they're not. I'm sorry. Guards should be out by tonight. Uh, looking at uh, previewing the point guard spot, you know, Eli Brooks, Brandon Wade, um, Zeb Jackson, and Mike Smith. Uh, I'm going to go over each one, kind of you know, go over what their, um, what I think will happen, and then, you know, why it's so intriguing and why it's going to be an interesting topic to look at for sure. Um, if you guys haven't noticed, a guy named Jaden Thomas has has uh, placed Michigan football in one of his final schools. And I say that's it's very he's a very important recruit um, because he's a two-sport guy. He's a two-sport guy. So he's also a baseball player. This is big for football. This is big this is a bigger win for baseball. Why do I say that? Because you have Jaden Thomas come in on a full-ride football scholarship he no lo- he's no longer taking money from the baseball program. So whatever was going to be allotted to him for baseball, that could be split or sent elsewhere. So that's awesome. So that's almost like him being on full ride than walking on 100% to the to the baseball team. If you don't know, baseball scholarships even though they have teams of like 20 to 30, you know, uh 20 to 30 baseball players, their scholarships are limited to like 11, like 11-ish. I say 11-ish because I don't think it's exactly 11. I think it's like 11.2 or 11.3. Once again, you guys know I don't edit these, so let me look it up right quick. Um, Scholarships for baseball, NCAA. It's 11.7. That could be divided between a maximum of 27 players on a 35-player roster. With all players on athletic scholarship having to receive a minimum of a 25% scholarship. Um, that's that's word by word on the college baseball scholarship requirements and facts by the NCSA. So 11.7 scholarships that have that has to be split maximum 27 players uh, of the 35 players. So 
he's going to be one of the guys that aren't in that 27. So now you can allot some of that money to somebody else. So that's going to be huge. And that's going to be a really big recruit um, for both sports, especially baseball. Um, the next video I'm going to do for all decade, I'm looking at two different ones. Uh, I'm going to do a top 10 dunkers. Then I'm going to have a top 10 shooters of the decade. And, um, and then I'll probably go into like positions uh, and all that and like all decade teams and uh, have fun with that stuff as well, too. But um, I should have a guest coming on here. So please, uh, please hold on because uh, I got to read this ad right quick. And then uh, then let's see if they're available here. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is finally kicking off this week, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24-7. On the entertainment side, Floyd Money Mayweather joins the Bet Online team to bring you a brand new segment, The Ice is Right. Floyd talks about all his jewelry and gives you the chance to bet on the cost of his bling, to win some great prizes. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. All right, we are back. We have Lucy Rodine with us from Iowa. Lucy, how are you doing? Great, you pronounced my last name right, so even better. Yeah, so I, so I always, whenever it's like, I'm not gonna say your your last name is like a funky last name, but whenever, um, you know, someone has like a name that I'm like, uh, is it Rodin? Is it Rudin? <laughs> Let me like look, and it's right on your page. It says Rodin, so I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's why I put it there. No one ever gets it right. No one gets it right because you have to go above and beyond. Like one of my favorite things is <laughs> pronouncing people's names correctly. Uh, um, so your Twitter is at Lucy Rodin TV. That's L U C Y R O H D E N TV. For those of you who don't know who this is, she pisses off a lot of people. Um, and <laughs> so that's, that's like totally correct. <laughs> so so I am um so I've like I've like watched a few videos and um you've never really gone on got on Michigan that much. Uh I'm not sure if you've ever like ran into me or anything like that, but like just your background, you know, where are you from? Um you know, what kind of led you to do this whole media thing? So I'm actually from North Carolina. Uh, my dad is a University of Iowa grad, so I grew up a really big Iowa fan. That's where I wanted to go to school. So I went to the University of Iowa, graduated in May. I came in knowing I wanted to go into journalism in some way, shape, or form. I really didn't get into the whole kind of pissing people off thing, sort of comedic aspect of journalism until uh, two or three years into school. Uh, just started doing kind of like daily show type content. So I just, you know, read a, he or read a headline, you know, crack a joke, move on. It was very weekend update-esque like, um, from Saturday Night Live. 
And then I kind of started, you know, finding my groove into it. People were starting to tell me I was funny. I was starting to believe it. <laughs> so just kind of started making content. And I, I've always grown up a huge Big Ten fan. I mean, I was an Iowa fan and ACC country. So I, I took a lot of pride in the Big Ten. And so that's kind of where I focused my content is making fun of all Big Ten programs, Iowa included. Didn't Iowa beat North Carolina in like 2014 in Chapel Hill? Oh man, I was at that game. I really? was so excited. My family and I drove down. I actually got escorted out by security at that game because so many Carolina fans were like trying to fight me and my little brother. And I was 16 at the time, but could have passed for 12. So it was a crazy experience. That was a fun game. And that's why oh, I can see. But that's a whole other story. Who was, was that the Devin Marble? Was Devin Marble on, on that team and like Aaron White and, and all those guys? Yeah, it was, uh, Marvel had just graduated, I'm pretty sure it was the Aaron White, Adam Woodbury, Mike Gazelle era of Iowa basketball, and it was, well, I loved it, I arrived, because like before that, we all know Iowa wasn't very good, you know, they were a pretty rough program before Fran McCaffrey got uh, to town, Right. and so that was, you know, glory days of Iowa basketball. Was Jerry Utah there? Uh, Jerry Utah was there at that time, because next year was the 2015 year where he just, you know, went off, took over. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, what part of North North Carolina are you from? I'm from the Winston-Salem area. Okay, 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 okay. I got a family in, um, in Wake Forest. Okay, yeah, Forest. so uh, Wake Forest, the university is right by me, but Wake Forest, the town's actually kind of far away. Yeah, it's like over by, like, Raleigh, right? Um, mm-hmm, so it's about two hours away from me. I loved Lick Lighter when he was there. I, <laughs> oh, really? I loved Lick Lighter. Ugh. So, I'm not sure if you know my background, but I played ball at, at Michigan, and I'm pretty sure we beat them every single year until Lick Lighter got fired. In the in yeah, the well, in the Big Ten tournament, I mean, <laughs> he was like, you go into Iowa City, you even say the name Licklider, and it's like basically like the equivalent of saying like the worst cuss word you could ever like come up with. I mean, Licklider is such a sore subject. I mean, oh god, I couldn't even get their games when Licklider was the head coach. I couldn't get the games televised in North Carolina. They were so bad that like we couldn't like watch Iowa basketball. So like getting like a really good service not being able to watch that but oh it was rough we love Fred McCaffrey love him because <laughs> Lickletter was whew, that was not fun so when when you were at at Iowa you know you said that you had your own sh- your own show was that your show or was it through the school no so that was my show I used to work for the student TV station and that was actually independent from the university okay. so it was the Daily Island the student like newspaper and then they had a TV station and I worked for that for a few years um, but then I kind of like branched out and started doing stuff independently so Big Ten Blitz was the name of my show and so I produced that on my own the university let me use their equipment nice. um, but it was produced by me edited by me it was it, like the content totally belonged to me gotcha um, have you ever seen my tweets ever or me like pop up on your feed um, at all whatsoever 
once or twice. I have I have a small portion of Michigan fans who follow me just because of the uh, the Michigan State enemies I have made, <laughs> and so I do get some yeah. Michigan stuff in my feed, but it's it's mainly Iowa. <laughs> gotcha. So like so I have like a good bit of both of Michigan and Michigan Michigan State, and um, all I see is like someone pissed off to some video that has hundreds of likes and retweets, and it's like always you just making fun of somebody. So when I very first saw your page, uh, you had about like 1,500 followers. Um, now you're a little over seven, you're like, well, quite a bit over 7,000. Um, mm-hmm. Was there one tweet or like one video in particular that really just like took off and really there was like no looking back? Or just like a gradual uh, there were thing? A couple. It was, it was kind of gradual, but there were like several like key landmark tweets or videos that really popped me off. Um, my first one is I started off with like, you know, I got this account two, three years ago, and I had less than 100 followers for the first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, my first kind of like real, oh my God, this chick is wild. She's doing whatever she wants. I drove to Iowa State, so I drove to our rival, rival school, bought an Iowa State t-shirt, and then asked all these Iowa State students questions about the upcoming oh, Iowa, I Iowa saw, State game. I but, saw that. Oh uh-huh. my gosh. Totally, like, duped them, used the Iowa players' names, and they were all like, yeah, we love that guy, like, screw Iowa, and they looked, oh, they were really nice people, I feel kind of bad about it, um, but, I mean, no, you don't. so dumb, no, no, you don't. yeah, not really, it was awesome for me, uh, I got, I got, like, two or three thousand followers from that video, that really, like, took me off, and it kind of made me, like, a staple in the Iowa community, right, um, and then, as well as that, my Mich- my first Michigan State video I ever did, that got me a lot of traction. Um, and then most recently, I started uh, getting into the TikTok game, which I was not proud of at first, but now I'm having a good time. Right. And I did these videos where I impersonated uh, each like Power 5 conference, and I said, like, this is what each school would act like if they were a drunk girl at a bar. And they were really funny, and they got like a ton of traction. So those have been kind of the big like three peaks. And some people, like, a lot of times, they follow just a, just a hate watch. You know what I mean? Oh, it's... I got so many of those. They all live in East Lansing, and they all follow because they hate me. <laughs> they can't wait to go off on you for what you say next. <laughs> oh, yeah. I kind of, I forget about them because usually they're, I mute most of them, um, but usually they're pretty quiet until I do something that they, like, they think they can capitalize on. Right. And it's like, oh, God, not these guys again. Like, I was having a good day. It's just, you deal with it for 24 hours and then they're gone again. And if the cycle works, they'll be back in a month. Oh, <laughs> It's just like, here we go again. Um, it's, yeah, it's clockwork. <laughs> Lucy Rodine at Lucy Rodine TV, L U C Y R O H D E N TV. Uh, she can see on Twitter, decent following. Um, her own little personality, and she's got her videos popping off. Um, you said you're on TikTok as well. What is that, TikTok? Mm-hmm. My TikTok handle is Lucy Tells Sports Jokes. 
It's so well, why so long? Yeah, well, I made it, and then I was like, man, I really could have shortened that down. I <laughs> and I started, like, really going off, and I was like, well, man, I built this brand, and TikTok only lets you change your name, like, once every, like, X amount of days, and I was like, man, I really could I realized <sighs> that the second I made it, too, I was like, I have to wait a month to change it. You should have just left got, it like, as your Twitter. A couple thousand followers. I know, but I was thinking, because I don't want my last name on there, for so I just, because TikTok is weird, because... There's so many, like, young kids on there and, like, True. some creeps. And so I was like, all right, I'm just going to, like, keep my Twitter, like, keep you know, have, like, all the ads to my social and my TikTok bio. But I was like, I'll just keep, like, my TikTok, like, just loosey and just kind of, like, build the whole, like, sports jokes thing. But then I was like, man, that is a really long handle. And I'll probably actually change it after this. <laughs> Who knows? I think in my 30 days are up. <laughs> um... Let's let's uh, let's switch gears here. All right. So okay. I saw the thing about Barstool. Um, you know, get Lucy to Barstool. Is that like a running gag, or is that like a hey, you know, I would totally be down for this? Oh, it's so serious. It's super serious. So graduated in May, and in March I was having all these interviews with like local TV stations. Like I was totally going to graduate with a job and COVID kind of happened and all those stations were like, Hey, we can't hire you. Obviously you don't need sports reporters if there are no sports. Right. Um, and so I kind of used my time during quarantine to sort of like figure out what my next move would be. Like what ways can I kind of improve my craft? And I sat, sat down and I like looked objectively at the stuff I've, I've made and the things I've said and done. And I was like, I have the most fun, like, being controversial. I have the most fun making really stupid videos. And I don't think there's any outlet better for that than Barstool. (laughs) And so I was like, honestly, okay. And I'm a firm believer that if you want something, you got to go out and get it. And maybe you got to make a fool out of yourself to do it. So I said, what better way to get a job than start an internet campaign, you know? And so I just asked people to tweet the Barstool Lucy hashtag, tag Barstool in it. A lot of people tell me they don't think I'm funny enough for Barstool, but hey, that's okay. Barstool hasn't told me that yet, so we'll just see. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's it, it would be a really, I know Barstool has such a stigma with it, but I have such a stigma with me at this point. Right. So <laughs> I'm just saying, hey, let's go. Like Barstool, hit me up. I, I want to work for you. I think I'm pretty funny. Um, depends on who you ask if they agree, but yeah, I want to make funny content for a living, and Barstool's the best place to do that. I love it. So here, so here's the thing. What I think about Barstool, um, Barstool, not everybody's funny. They just have a, they just have a personality, and they have, they have something for everything. And you, and I think you have a personality, and I think that you do, <laughs> you know, like you, you know, like you do bring that comedic to it but you know people follow you for you you know what i mean and i think that is one of the biggest Mm -hmm. things um where you know i i have told this to one other person and um his name is uh his twitter name is soldier with two a's and i was talking to him one day and i was like dude like people follow you and like you for you like he's a big michigan state guy but like, I told him like if you just altogether stopped 
being a Michigan State fan and you dropped sports altogether and you decided to do something else, people will still follow what you say because you are who you are. You know what I mean? Um, same thing yeah, goes. Totally. Same thing goes for you. Like, you know, you didn't let. Thank you. Yeah. So like you didn't. So like you do, you don't let anything make you. You make. You made, and you make the best for yourself. Like, Iowa does not define you. You know what I mean? Um, being I'm from so Iowa. Nice. I'm about to cheer up. <laughs> no, but. You know, I, I'm dead serious, and I've never said this, you know, publicly, but you know that was one of my main things, as not really separating myself from Michigan basketball, but I needed to separate myself so people saw me, not mm-hmm. oh that's former Division One basketball player Anthony Wright. Let's see what he has to say. So now. When people come to me and then they find out after like seven years, they're like, wait, hold on. You played basketball with Kevin Durant? You played at Michigan? Wait, that was you in the Oklahoma game? They're like, and then that makes me feel so good because I'm like, they're here for me. They're not here because of what I've done in my life. You know what I mean? No, I totally get that. Like, you me- I love it when people, yeah, when like non-Iowa fans like tweet at me and they're like, I love your stuff. Oh man, that means I love my Iowa fans. They're awesome. But that means so much just because, you know, like that that means my content's like applying to everybody and, and they, they like me for, for what I'm doing and what I'm creating and not for the, the kind of Iowa Hawkeye stigma that comes with me. Not that it's a stigma. It's great. I'm so proud of my Iowa-ness. But hmm. it's, I mean, I totally get what you're saying. Like, when I, I had a Texas Tech fan tweet at me and tell me, like, that they loved my stuff and they thought I was awesome, and I was like, oh, my God, like, yeah. that, that made my day. I don't know why you would, but thank you. <laughs> Those feel the best because it's like, you know, this person has no clue who I am, but they love what I'm putting out. It doesn't matter what I look like, who I am, my gender, nothing. All they're looking at is the content, and they're like, you know what? I mess with this. And they have no clue your background. And that's then and then when they find out, oh, you have a relationship with this, oh, you're you're connected with this, that just makes their experience with me even better. Cause now they're like, holy crap. So this is why he's saying this. Or this is why you're doing this and that. So um so keep keep doing what you're doing. Um Last question though, because I know there's a lot of a lot going on in Iowa right now with its football program. Um, I've talked to a couple people from you know, who have you know whether graduated from there. One guy played football there. I've talked with him privately. Um, you know, how are you feeling about what's been going on? Do you think that's like a big shocker to you? I was. I was shocked by it, but also not shocked at the same time. I had heard rumblings of how just kind of brutal Chris Doyle was, um, not from like a race standpoint, but I had I had heard players couldn't deal with him. They thought he was really tough, and that was all stuff that was I just kind of heard rumblings of throughout my time at Iowa. So I wasn't surprised to hear that he was the root of the problem. That didn't throw me off at all, but it was, I mean, 
it was very jarring because, you know, Iowa fans have always held up Iowa football with such high esteem. You know, Kirk Ferentz is the longest tenured coach in college football. He's one of the most respected, if not the most respected coach in college football for how much time he spent there and, and the graduation rates at Iowa and just the way that Iowa gets players to the NFL. You know, Iowa always says, win, graduate, do it right. That's kind of their slogan. Right. And it was, it was hard to hear that Iowa wasn't following through on that promise to so many athletes. I mean, it was, it was tough to see the graduation rates. It was tough to hear those stories. Um, and then it just came out a few days ago on Monday that, you know, Iowa had a report in front of them two years ago that said all of this, and they really chose not to do a whole lot, that they were aware of what was going on long before what happened on Twitter a few months ago. Right. And so that was that was tough to read. And so and I think that Iowa has to make some serious changes, and they've already started doing that. They've started, you know easing up on a lot of the rules the program had. They're, they're making committees, and they're, and they're doing what they can to try to get better. But, I mean, it's going to take a lot for, for that you know program to, to get a culture change, but it desperately needs it. Right. I mean, it's, uh, uh, like, from an outsider standpoint, it it definitely seemed like a wake-up call is one. Um, but, you know, there are going to be those true-to-Iowa people who are, say that these players are just soft and that, and that's just how people are in general but um but people from Iowa also need to know that like it's not only happening at Iowa like that same type of culture that same type of you have to conform to our uh our way of life like that that's not only an an, an Iowa thing so um there's a lot of work to be done in that regard and um uh i'm definitely glad that you know you came on the i'm i said that was the last thing but i have one more thing for you um because this really pertains to you so being being a woman in sports uh in my opinion is one of the hardest things to do um just from how there's a lot of, you know, women personalities out here. And then I look in the comments and it is so brutal, so brutal from some of these ag accounts or John 9874396 has something smart to say. Um, so breaking he down, before. <laughs> you said what? Yeah, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Um, with like no <laughs> profile pic or like some crazy. Um, what do you think um, is the biggest barrier? You know, dr- you know, you know, like, you know, like how how do we get women to the point where we have to listen to you first? then see what happens to the actual thing, then come back live. How can we validate a woman's voice from the word go and not have to say, well, let's see, because we don't know because she's a woman. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally get it. That's a great question. Um, the harsh, harsh reality of it is those losers that are, you know, hiding behind fake profiles and, pictures of athletes that, that are not them or dumb crap, 
Right. Those guys are never going to go away. And I wish they would because they're, I mean, awful and the things they say are just disgusting. And to have that sent to you, man, that does make an impact. Yeah. Um, those guys, they're not going away. I wish they would. But, like, that's, I, I don't even bother dealing with that anymore uh, just because it's not, it's not ever going to get fixed. When it comes to making sure that, you know, women from the get-go are in sport especially are respected, they're listened to, it, it makes all the difference to have supportive male colleagues and, and men in the field who, who kind of validate it. And it shouldn't have to take that, but with that, it does, it adds something. I was lucky that a lot of the media members at Iowa during my time there were super supportive of, of me and my career, and they, they took me seriously. And when there were media members who didn't take me seriously, to have someone call that out, that's huge. Because what does suck is, like, I call out, if someone says something to me that I think is really messed up, that's super sexist, I'll call that stuff out. But I wish if this wasn't the case, but it means less me calling it out than it does a male colleague doing that. Um, and so it's as simple as, like, if you see that behavior, like, if you see athletes hitting on you during the game or media members making uncomfortable comments to women, it's all about calling it out, like showing your support. It makes a huge difference mm. as well as kind of being vocal and uplifting the women who are, are making this great content. Cause there are some seriously awesome women in sports journalism who produce amazing content. And it's just about sharing it, uplifting it and, and kind of making it known that like, Hey, like I support this. This is awesome. And the, the losers who are, tweeting they're always going to tweet but the people who are kind of on the fence you know right. people who you know they still have that thought in the very back of their mind that's going to sway them and, and they're going to respect these people and they're going to follow them and then as long as the women are in position to do great work they're going to do great work and it just is about having the support behind it 100 percent um i try to i try to reach out um to as many women in sports as i can and like i have like a really good following i I'm gonna uh, follow you on Twitter after this, but um, like you know, you know there are there are so there are so many. Um, are there any like women in sports? Like, is there like I don't know. I'm not gonna say a group chat, but is there like a like a website where you guys can either vent or go to support each other or anything like that that you know of? Michelle she has been so awesome to me. Yeah, Mish, I've known her for yes. I've known her for like 13 years, 13 14 years. Because she was in volleyball at Michigan. She was in volleyball. Yeah, 
yeah, Michigan. Awesome. So she does the VT and tailgate stuff. And yeah. so um, the first time they came to Iowa City, she actually reached out to a journalist in Iowa and was like, hey, do you know any like young reporters who would like to shadow me for the day? And she thought of me and sent my name to Michelle. And Michelle has been just an awesome person to, to know. And she has been so helpful. And she's a person who I've been able to go to with, you know, serious questions about, you know, how do I deal with this? How do I deal with that? To also like, you know, dumb stuff where we talk about her dog and stuff like that. Right. So I love Michelle. She is awesome, the best human, so kind, and and just amazing. She has she has not changed like at all. I've I've known her, you know, ever since. I'm not sure which class she was in. I want to say I've known her since like 2008. I want to say um, a lot of a, a lot of people. They change when they re- get to a certain level. Um, Michelle has not changed, and and I've always respected her for that. Um, but like, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, I, <laughs> but you know, like to your point, because um, there are a lot of young women looking up to people like you or like Michelle, and they're like, "Oh, look, someone looks like me. You know, I can." You know, you know, maybe I can do this. They look at Carrie Champion. Someone looks like me. Hey, I can do this one day. Um, and it's more and more, you know, Gen Z, this Generation Z, it's like 25 years and older. Um, these kids, I'm, I'm gonna call them kids, but you know, these, <laughs> these, you know, these group, this group of individuals, you know, they have a really big "be your own boss" mentality. They've been through a lot of stuff. Um, they're, they're bigger on, on, you know, entrepreneurship and with all this information, all of this access to information, they're finding more and more how, you know, they can, they can kind of make and pave their own way, whether they go to college or not. Um, you know, college is really, you know, if you don't use college the way college uses you, you've totally lost college altogether. You know, you're there to get to get there and grow and get as many connections as possible in your four or five years there. If you fail to do so, um, it's going to be really, really tough out there. But um, Lucy Rodine at LucyRodine.tv, thank you so much for coming on. This was a lot of fun. Um, If you want to say anything else, let me know. Um, to all the Michigan State fans out there listening to this, if you don't like me, I totally understand. It's okay. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. Uh, but I appreciate you having me on. I had a great time. And, uh, man, this is awesome. This is so much fun. That was a lot of fun. Um, but I'm I'm going to wrap this up and then um, – and then, yeah, good luck with good luck with everything, for real. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I'll see you, Lucy. All right, bye. Thank you. So that was Lucy Rodine TV. Um, you know, uh, you know that is huge. You know, if there's women in sports out there who are listening to this, uh, I hope that you know Lucy kind of you know sheds some light on you know some of the things that you that you guys go through, I and mean, I'm sure it's way way more than that. And um, you know, just know that. 
like I I will be I will always be your ally uh, if someone's coming at you sideways let me know because uh, I understand where you guys are coming from uh, your voices need to be heard as well and you guys have some great voices and great thoughts especially when it comes to sports and I shouldn't have to say like I shouldn't have to say that. I shouldn't have to say that. Your voice should already be validated. But because you're a quote-unquote, like, oh, well, it's a girl. We have to see if she knows what she's talking about first. That's total, that is total bullcrap. Um, but if you're listening to this and you are, and you have quality content, let me know. I'll put your stuff out there as, as much as I can. And um, because we all deserve a shot. We all deserve a chance. So, you guys know me, Antia Wright, on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, man, I will talk to y'all soon. Hey, which glasses look better on me? Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Pretty cool, right? Hmm. Uh, I don't know about the purple cat eyes. I think they're fun. What about these tortoiseshell glasses? Or these rimless sunglasses? Oh, what about these clear frames? Wait, are those prices real? Do they have glasses for men? Yep. They also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices, get them all. I like where this is going. Zenni.com. Quality prescription glasses starting at $6.95.